Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A 105. It is August 15th, 2022, and this podcast is made basically for my Facebook virtual coaching group that's at 120 members, and we are actually uh, international now, um, 120 members in 23 states. But we also have a new member from United Kingdom. So congratulations uh, to, well, I shouldn't say congratulations. I just say welcome. Welcome to uh, our first international uh, member, Sammy, from the United Kingdom. And also uh, we have other members new as well, Summer in Texas and Kayla and Rayla in Florida. So welcome to all the new members. Uh, reminders for the new members. When you join, I send you an email uh, with uh, my training notebook, my uh, record keeper, A to Z tips, uh, the, <laughs> the um, let's see here, the uh, 12-week uh, foundation program, the one-year competition program. They're all in a, a PDF email. You can print them and put them in a three-ring binder if you want to. Um, it's up to you. You can also purchase the books on Amazon, but I would wait till the end of the summer. I'm redoing my books now, so they'll be bigger and better for next year. So um, let's see what else. Uh, you'll also get invited to the Coach Now app, and that's where we will keep track of all of your videos so we can track your performance and your goals and all of that in one easy place that's your own library. So all of them will be there for you. Um, another reminder for all of the members is if you're searching a topic, the reason I can keep the price cheap at $15 a month for you guys and still do one-on-one -on -one coaching with your reviews, um, there is things you can do on your own. There's a ton of resources available to you. If you go in the group up to the search box at the top or magnifying glass at the top, you can type in anything, mental game, first barrel, rate problems, anticipation, and everything we've ever talked about for two years will pop up on that subject. You can also go to my website and go to the members only page and type in the username and password that you got when you signed up. And you can then uh, look for any topic you want. It's all organized there. There's a year of challenges, a year of Q&A. Um, if you start at the bottom, it starts with groundwork, foundations, rider cues, drills, dry work, how to pattern your horse, how to add speed, um, up at the tops, equipment and other uh, video videos, mental game. Uh, there's videos on drills to fix on the pattern, how to pattern, how to add speed. There's just about anything and everything organized by topic there, 150 videos. So don't forget to check that out as well. So uh, let's see here. I want to go ahead and get started before we get into the topic. I have a few questions to answer. The topic today is going to be what um, I'm hoping to finish out the balance of this year for our original goals that the members who've been with me since January and also start getting ready for our new big goal for 2023. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, challenges that I'm going to be doing once, one a month, uh, challenges for mindset and for skill. Um, I really want to be able to track your performance, so I am making a new barrel racer log with a performance tracker that I can hand out at clinics and lessons, and also you can purchase um, uh, on Amazon or also print it off the computer when you sign up. Um, when I get it done, I'll, I'll make sure everybody gets it in an email and you can print it or purchase it either way. 
So let's see here. The um, the the topic though, the challenges that I have um, before I get into the topic for this month is groundwork. I posted a seven minute video on groundwork that you should have for your horses. That includes everything from going left, right, forward, backward, yielding the front end, yielding the back end, flexing the face left, right, down, and vertically. Um, it includes desensitizing your horse. We actually have a couple members that have been with us for a while in um, mounted shooting. One's about ready to start competing. The other one is still working on it, but they've been working hard this last year behind the scenes on their horsemanship through clinics and lessons and the group. But they've also been get desensitizing their horses to shooting guns off of them. But of course, that doesn't start in the saddle first, not unless you want to go for a Bronco ride. Um, so nobody wants a bucking bronc under them. So they've been desensitizing on the ground. So I'll be sharing some of those videos in the group too. So um, the thing about cowboy mounted shooting or any discipline for that matter, you all it all has to have good horsemanship. You've got to be able to follow a pattern like a reining horse. You've got to be able to neck rein. Um, you've also got to be able to aim and shoot your target and hopefully not scare your horse or shoot your horse. So anyways, all those things are going to be really important and you've got to learn to do these things while you build a calm, confident horse at a walk, trot, lope, same thing concept when we're doing barrel racing. We don't just haul them to a show and enter them. We haul them for exposure, for slow exhibitions, to let them know that barrels grow in other arenas, that they can go through a puddle, that they don't have to smook from the, spook from the smoke of the barbecue grill or the crow's nest or the banners on the fence or the um, uh, PA system. All those things, all the extra horses and, and uh, adrenaline. So, um, so it's all very much the same. So I just wanted to share that, that, that we'll be sharing some of that in the group too. I love all of our members and I want them to all feel like they're a part of it, whether you're running at the top of your game in barrel racing in 1D and pole bending at 19 seconds, or you're just starting out colt starting, or you're doing a different discipline. We've got 4-H members. We've got people who are just starting back on basics, some trying to get their confidence back after an accident or a mishap. So, you know, we've got a little bit of everything, but bottom line, it all comes down to you love horses and you love to learn more of the horsemanship. So that's where we're at. Um, before we start today, I do want to share a little story with you. Um, but before I do that, let me finish on the challenges. There was a groundwork challenge and also the face flexing. So in the group, I posted a lot of videos for face flexing in the saddle, left, right, and down at a, a standstill, a walk. And then you should do it at a trot and a lope when you're ready as well. Um, it begins, having control of your horse's feet begins with connecting to their brain. But you can't connect to their brain if you don't have trust and respect and communication of cues. And it all begins with that face. You got to get the face before you can get the neck, the shoulder, the ribcage, the hip, the feet, the brain. So start at the face. That's always a good place. And you should always go back to basics all the time. So, um, but I want to story, share a story. I've been dealing with a lot, just like you, everybody has uh, in the last few years. We've all had a lot of stuff going on. And I have a way of doing things sometimes where I can't tell if it's my intuition or if it's, you know, coming from God, you know, divine, divine, um, you know, divine, what am I trying to say? Like guidance from God. So, so, you know, they say pray about things and you'll get your answers what to do. But sometimes it's hard to pray. 
unless you really get quiet and close off everything else, close off other people's opinions, close off outside information, the internet, close off, you know, your own thoughts, your own negativity or things, what ifs that are floating around in your head. Sometimes you just got to get really quiet and pray and ask God. And for me, I make a list and then I wait and I try to listen and then I've got to decide, is this my gut telling me to do this? Is this my fear telling me to do this? Is this um, coming from God that I should do this? And it's really not an easy thing to do. So I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to tell you that I think we all have to decide, you know, our own ways. For me, I'll look for signs. It can be angel numbers, like seeing, you know, one 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 on the clock or you know two 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 three 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 i eleven eleven you know i can five 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 i see a lot of those angel numbers and i have a lot of things that have been happening i make a list of what i want to happen and if, if things the the yeses the nos and the maybes like if everything goes right i'm gonna do this um you know if this happens i'm gonna do that and if this happens then it means maybe not right, right now but do it later so I have like my yes, no, maybe list when I'm trying to do it. So I don't know if you want to call it journaling or, or, or what, but I'll make a list and I'll write it down kind of like that. Like it's, you know, where I'm deciding what's the best way to do things for me. And so I'm not here to tell you guys what to do. I'm just here to share with you that I'm sure every single one of you is dealing with something, whether it has to do with your horses, your competition, your family, your friends, your finances, your future, but we're always dealing with something. It wouldn't be a human, human, not, it wouldn't be normal if we didn't, right? It's just what people are always dealing with. You know, sometimes we just want peace and some of us are just praying for peace and a simple life, but it's not always like that. A lot of times things get complicated and you have to make those decisions. So, so anyways, I think that's something that is important to know if it's your gut, if it's from God, you know, and just, you know, what you think your own way of, of dealing with it is so anyhow I'm gonna go ahead and get started now I literally have 30 videos that I've been working on since Sunday um, and I think I've done 25 so I have as of right now about five more to go and um, I can get through them pretty fast if everything's running smoothly but sometimes the internet's super slow and it slows me down a video that should take 10 minutes to download takes an hour sometimes so bear with me but I am doing my best, and um, and I really am excited for you guys. We had quite a few personal bests this weekend. One, two, three, four, five, six, six personal bests, I believe, out of the 20-some videos. So that's pretty good. I'm still adding to that list for August. So, um, but here's the other the other challenge that's for this month. And I know we're already halfway into August, but I want you to start creating a habit, and I want you to write this down. Um, it's a 1% goal. So every single ride or every single run, I want you to think of one thing you did great and one thing you want to work on. You might have several things you need to fix, but I don't want you to overwhelm yourself because then you go out there and, and it's hard to do well. So I want you to just focus on one thing. Maybe it's having a good first barrel. Maybe it's softer hands. Maybe it's looking at your spots, but maybe it's, um, you know, using your legs, whatever. It just, maybe it's getting your horse to have a loose rein woe or a better rollback or, you know, things like that. 
but just focus on one thing each ride or each run and um, maybe it's your mindset you know uh, that kind of stuff so keep that in mind for this August challenge and like I said once a month I will be doing one mindset and one skill challenge that gives you a whole month to work on it because I know everybody's got different schedules and some of you are crazy busy and others have a lot more time to dedicate so that gives everybody a chance to work on it and not feel overwhelmed so um i might even do something special like if you start sending me videos of the challenges um i might put them all in a drawing and have like a special you know special drawing for something i haven't decided that yet but i'm looking into that so as the group gets bigger i just want to keep it fun for everybody and everyone keep advancing so one of the questions that came in was um, <laughs> things I can do to get to the 1D or personal best. Um, okay, so there's a few things I can think of, at least five things you can do to help yourself get to your personal best. And if 1D is your goal, that's great. I, I absolutely think that a lot of you have the horsepower to be the 1D. I do think that it's gotten insanely competitive over the last few years with the bloodlines and the caliber of horses out there and, you know, training and care and all of that. So it is really tough to stay at that level uh, consistently winning. And, you know, the hard part about 1D is those horses are so much harder than their, on themselves than maybe a 4D horse. So they're going to come up lame a lot more often so it can be really heartbreaking too so in order to last in this industry you have to be pretty gritty and you have to be able to not get weighed down in the the hard parts because i know on facebook you see a lot of people posting all the great stuff um one of our members was brave enough to post a video where she hit all three barrels at a rodeo that she had won a couple years back and actually placed at it every time she'd gone to it before so you know that's how it is though you can go friday night and hit all three barrels and saturday night and win the whole thing you just can't give up and you know you can have a horse get hurt and they have to be stall rested six months and then six months of legging them up and miss a whole year on them so that's why you know um some members say well how am i going to get good if i don't go every week well, I agree. In order to get good, you kind of need to go every week, but sometimes your horse can't keep that schedule. So that's why it's good to have a second horse sometimes or a backup horse so you can rest one. And when you run the other one, that kind of thing. So, you know, if you're lucky and all everything stays together, you know, but this industry is hard on them. They can get sore. So, so the one thing, the number one thing I would look at to get to your personal best is horse fitness. Um, make sure you're doing justice by them. Don't just pull them out and go to the barrel race and expect to do well. You've got to ride every day if you're looking to be 1D. You can't just get away with, you know, two or three times a week and, and that's it. You know, if, if you're competing on the weekend, maybe two or three times during the week is fine because they'll need a day off there too. And of course, you have to know your horse. A young horse might need longer, short, longer more often rides. An older horse might need shorter you know, conditioning every other day rides. Again, it depends on the individual. But really look at their fitness. Um, the second thing is the care. You know, are you keeping them there absolutely feeling their best? Are you letting them see the performance vet at least once a year to prevent problems or to make sure they're feeling good? Are you having the chiropractor out or MagnaWave or Beamer or massage, you know, once a month 
um, while you're competing hard. Um, those are all things to make sure you're doing for them. You know, if, if you're competing regular, that's the hard part about competing. It's expensive to keep those horses sound. You know, some people swim their horses. Some people pack their feet to keep their feet from getting sore. Um, you know, use boots on them, you know, just different things to do that little bit extra for them. Um, of course, nutrition's important and all of that. Um, the third thing, you know, quality hay, um, not cutting corners on that, uh, is, is a perfect pattern. Can you do perfect practice during the week? Are you, is it perfect practice? And I don't mean doing the barrels over and over, but can you do your drills perfect? Can you um, walk, trot, and lope perfect? Um, you know, are you and your horse in sync? Are your, is your foundation super solid? You know, loose rein, whoa, roll bags, transitions off your body, walk, trot, lope, leads on a straightaway versus a circle, um, speed control, you know, without loose, you know, on a loose rein, not on a, you know, tight rein, um, not on constantly pulling on them. You know, all of those things really matter. Um, the fourth thing is, uh, like I said, uh, daily spending time with them. At, or just doing something daily towards it even if you don't ride maybe you um you know pony them maybe you go for a trail ride or maybe uh you work on your mental game or you're visualizing um and that's actually number five but doing something every day maybe you work out uh so number four is doing something every day number five is your mental game being positive uh visualizing your run and believing in you and your horse and trusting in that relationship um the second question is, is my horse being sore or are they being bad? And this is why I suggest having a sports medicine vet check them. If they one time have an off run, I'd probably let it go. But if they do it twice, I'd start making a phone call to that sports medicine vet. And I will say this, um, don't always just depend on the chiropractor. Chiropractors are going to see things different than a vet. A vet's going to see things different than a chiropractor. A sports medicine vet's going to see things different than just your maybe backyard farm vet. So, like I said, it gets expensive keeping those horses healthy. Um, you know, it's definitely not uh, something you want to ignore, though, because if you don't get them seen by a good sports medicine vet or regular checkups, you could be missing something that's going to end up. If you Let's say your chiropractor says, oh, my God, their muscles are tight as a rock, blah, blah, blah. There's probably a reason why. So... You know, um, you may want to look into that a little bit deeper because they could be compensating. Maybe they're tight in a shoulder or hip because they're sore in a foot or an ankle or a knee or who knows what. So, you know, it's not something you want to just ignore. These veterinarians have a, you know, $200,000, $300,000 education experience. It's not the same as, you know, um, you know, as, as just, you know, going off a gut feeling or your your uh, chiropractor or whatever so uh, like I said though they all have their purpose and they all see things differently you have to really trust your gut on that and like I said if it happens once I'd let it go second time I'd be calling that vet third time you might be ha having a habit and you could definitely take the try out of a horse if you're making them run in pain so sometimes you know just giving them a week or two off is fine too but if there's a problem it's going to just get worse as soon as you start working out again. So it's like my hip. I can rest my hip and it feels better. And that, But as soon as I start working it, overworking it again, it gets really aggravated and annoyed because, you know, it's at that point. It's bone on bone with spurs. It is what it is. There's cyst and, it, and if I overdo it, it's going to splinter and fracture. So 
anyways um okay so the next question is uh basics 80 percent um should be they, they were saying um, they're doing really good in practice, but not in competition. Okay, so here's what I want you to think about for that. Okay, they're doing great at their practice, but not in competition. So that actually question came up twice. So here's my answer. Old habits tend to show up under pressure. So when your adrenaline's up, you go back to your old habits a lot. The second thing is education with speed is a big deal. I've got clients in this group that have been with me for 10 years or more, you know, some five years, some six, seven years. And a lot of them, it's taken them one to two years just to fix little habits and um, some even longer. So you have to really think about how much time you're dedicating it to that habit and fixing it. Um, and if things are going really good in practice, but not in competition, you really need to dissect why. Is it mindset? If it's not, is it something you're doing different? Are you riding different? Are you using the same equipment, different, you know, boots, spurs, um, tie down, bridle, a different approach, uh, a different speed? Like I said, education with speed is a big difference. Horses can tell the difference between a practice and a real deal. So sometimes like people will say, well, maybe you need to make runs in order to get, you know, that timing and maybe so but i don't think you can ever i don't think you can ever make a practice run that truly feels like a competition run there's just the horse knows the difference so i really feel like what you have to do is try to treat your competition like a practice and go out there if you're doing great in practice try to ride that same way in competition and then what will happen is confidence comes from that you start to be able to build off of that. Your horse gains confidence. You gain confidence. You start having that 1% win. Okay, you know, our time was a little faster or we had three pretty turns or we fired out of our barrels a little bit more or we've had four consistent runs. And all of that are those little personal bests, those little wins that lead to um, things that make you feel good about uh, moving forward and education with speed is just that it takes time to become a team <clears throat> so let's say you go out and you buy yourself a high dollar horse you still got to give yourself a year to get with that horse you know just a couple months and running different arenas is never going to be enough time so don't get down on yourself if you have a 1d run awesome if you have a run that you hit a barrel or or you're a second out it's okay you're just figuring each other out just write it down, what went well, what you want to work on. And that's what we'll talk about today um, when we get into the uh, topic. And actually, I am going to go into the topic now. So, um, like I mentioned before, uh, it can take years, years, decades to master uh, horsemanship and, and barrel racing. Um, you should always be learning. You will never stop learning. Every horse will teach you something. Every rider and horse will teach you something. Um, every one of you are completely unique, as is your horse. Um, so that's why it's really important to know your horse, um, to know how you operate. You know, um, some people are more laid back. Some are more intense. Um, I can share an example of someone in the group that had a really bad run. I'm not going to say names, but she had a really bad run and she texts me. Um, it was a horrible run. My horse did terrible. My horse was awful. 
And this is after having, you know, having two personal best. And they have a big event coming up. So I said, well, I would get a vet check, make sure your horse isn't sore, because a good horse just doesn't behave bad. But what she failed to mention was that she was getting herself really amped up, really hyped up. So then he was getting really hyped up, so they had terrible run. So then she goes to a small event and says, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be smooth. I'm going to be in the moment. And they had an amazing run and had a great time. So that right there tells you how pressure can mess you up. And it's a lot of times self-induced pressure. You go, oh, I have a big event coming, so I have to be on my A game. Well, you put all this pressure on yourself, and then you're worried about the outcome instead of the things that with your best runs. So that's why it's important that you um, have a journal. Like I tell you guys in the beginning of the year, get that journal. And that journal should be where you log your barrel races. But it's also a place where you're going to track your performance, where you're going to... Um, if, if any of you have my little log, which I'm making it a little bit where you have more space to write notes and draw your pattern. But in my um, thing, I put the date and the arena name. Um, these are things you might want to have in yours. The date and the name of the arena, the mileage round trip. Because I write everything off at the end of the year, so I need to know all of this. Um, entries, uh, total entries, added money. Um, I have room for three horses in there. The draw number, the winning time, your time. Be great if it was the same time. Uh, entry fate, your winnings, uh, and then pattern, what you like good and bad about it. You can comment your mental game, your warm-up, ground conditions, um, the arena setup, the pattern you ran. You can draw your pattern. And so the next time you run at that arena, you can look back and say, okay, here's what I did. Or the next time you run, you can say, okay, here's what I did on my last run. Here's what I want to do next time. So it might be a better approach to first barrel. It might be straighter, longer on second. It might be drive harder out of first barrel. You know, it might be, you know, uh, hit my spots better on third. You know, it, it could be a, a variety of things. And in that log, though, you, you're going to want to have additional things that you're going to want to write down. So, so my suggestion for you is to, number one, uh, be positive. Uh, don't make it about winning or losing. Just make it about improvements, okay? Try not to compare yourself to others. Try not to to uh, blame your horse. Try not to, you know, be judgmental of yourself. Um, just try to set 1% goals. You know, each, like I said, each one of you are unique. Each horse is different. Each of you are different. Um, you might want to make sure you get yourself a pre-race routine as I mentioned, that's there's pages in that book, even the, the older one I have, there's room in the back to write yourself a, a pre-race routine. And that might include praying and giving thanks, um, you know, petting your horse. I mean, it might include how long before you warm up to game time, how you how soon you want to be up by the alleyway for, you know, your drag. Um, the one or two things you might think about uh, before you run. You might want to practice visualizing. You might want to practice deep breathing to calm yourself down, singing a song, counting to 10, whatever centers you or helps you uh, get in the zone. Everybody has to have their own way. Um, so so that's the most important thing. Number one is to be positive and have a kind of a pre-race routine. The second thing um, you can use your barrel racing log uh, for is to write down three strengths. 
three strengths for you, three strengths for your horse. And then write down three things that you want to improve on for you and your horse. But then only work on one of those at a time. One at each ride, one at each run for you and your horse, okay? So that's going to be important for you to do. Um, and I want you to get in the habit of coming out of your run and settling down and saying one good thing about your run and then one thing you want to work on. And then um, it doesn't have to be right after your run. It can be after you've cooled down and seen your videos and pictures and all of that. It can be the next day when you've had time to settle. Whatever works for you. So, um, so you can say, you know, even if it is, you know what, I tried my best. An example of, of your one thing good could be, you know what, we gave it our best. And then the second one could be maybe, you know, the, the other thing that you want to improve on is I don't want to look at the barrel. I looked at the barrel. So my next time I'm not going to do that, you know. So so the third thing I want you to think about are, um, is the, I guess the third thing that's important is to understand that results is where you are currently in your skill and your mindset. It's not permanent. No more than winning, you're not permanently going to be a winner. Uh, no more than you're permanently going to be a loser. It's not about win or lose. It's just a, a result of your work. So you work during the week at something. You go on the weekend and see how you do. That's all it is. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define your worth. It really should be fun because bottom line, this is a hobby for most people. Most of you have a full-time job family, spouse, friends, you know, things like that. This is what you do because you enjoy it, but you want to be good at it. You're competitive, so you want to be good at it. Some of you would like to do it full time. So it's it's much more on your, you know, maybe you want to get to the NFR or run pro rodeos in your circuit. Um, so for those of you, it's going to be much more dedication with a lot more big, big goals. But even still, your results do not define you. It is just where you currently are in your, in your situation. And you can keep improving. Um, and you will still have a bad run. But the thing about this, about this, that I always tell people when they come to my clinics, I will promise you, I can't promise you you'll never have a bad run again. But what I can promise you is that you will know why. Because a lot of times when I meet people, they have no idea what they did wrong. They just are out there doing their thing. And what, what happens with being able to put your videos in slow motion and by being able to look at our photos and um, being able to teach people about uh, the pattern and drills and all of that, you'll start to know when you come out. And that makes me really happy. I go from a rider I meet that says, I don't know, I just keep running past that first barrel to a rider that comes out and says, oh, I didn't sit and say, whoa, I just pulled you know, and that kind of thing. And I will tell you, if you pull on a horse, they are just going to pull right back. Um, and it's never going to end well. They're either going to give you their head and neck and their shoulders and hips aren't going to follow, or they're going to completely pull away from you and go to the fence or up the fence um, or come off really wide. So you don't want that either. So um, I really think um, I started my TLC uh, training notebook. My first one was in 2008. I don't like it. Um, it's got, it's, I don't like it anymore because I let Melissa Greer um, publish it for me and she's a PhD. So she changed the whole thing with, you know, breaking into ABCDE and all that stuff. And 
I, but to me, it's just not me. So I'm changing it back to my words and it may not be, you know, educationally correct as far as like, you know, I'm not going to win a, a, a English, English literature course, but it's just how I am and how I want it to come across because, um, you know, I try to spell things right, although I've gone through it. And even though it's been edited several times, there's still typing errors it by two different people looking at it. So that's just unfortunately how books are. But um, so anyways, we're still working on that. But um, so I am going to do a new book, even though the one came out in 2008. I'm going to try to add some more stuff to it. I'm going to do that. That's my goal for the summer. But I'm also making a new journal or record keeper. And that barrel racing log is also going to be a performance tracker for you guys. If you want to use it, um, great. Um, but a journal is awesome because it allows you to track things. It lets you track if you make an equipment change, um, how you're practicing, your mindset, drawing your pattern out, results of a barrel race. Um, you can, like I said, all the things before that you can note about your barrel run The you know, for the next time you're there. Um, it can also help you with what to work on for the, the week. Um, so by doing stuff like this, and I really think it's important, you don't even have to buy mine. You can just get uh, a little spiral notebook, um, you know, I think they're like a dollar at the dollar store, you know, with a little legal line paper and just start making your own. I don't recommend just writing results of shows. I, I do think it's important to write, um, you know, you might have a page with just all your results, but I would also like you to get a little bit deeper with each one. You know, say, you know, my horse warmed up really calm and they didn't clock or my horse warmed up like a maniac and they went out there and I was just thinking, ride quiet so you don't embarrass me and they won the 1D. You know, I want you to note something like that so you start to know your horse. I used to get worried if Briscoe warmed up too calm because she wasn't going to clock. If she warmed up like a wild child, I knew we were going to fire and all I had to do was ride to my spots. So, you know, you kind of get to know your horses um, where Belle was the complete opposite. I had to keep her super calm up until I let her go in the alleyway. Everything had to be quiet with that horse. So, it is important to write things down, um, how your, you know, mental game is, how you warmed up, how you're holding pin, how you went down the alleyway, and then you can just dissect it a little bit and say, okay, this is not working, this is working, or you can even say, you know what, I was doing Legends, Adequan, Legends and Adequan injections, my horse was clocking good, and I haven't done them in six months, huh, maybe that's why. Or, you know, I stopped feeding the supplement or, you know, I changed their diet or, you know, my farrier put different shoes on my horse. All those things can make a difference. So you also want to track. Um, and in my current one that you guys have, the older one, and the new one will have it too, is a place for horse records. There's about uh, room for like 10 horse records and also like, I don't know, 70 or 80 barrel races. But in the, in the horse keeping records, it's important if you're making your own to have, um, you know, the Coggins, your deworming schedule, what product, what date, um, when your chiropractic massage, you know, write that down. When was your last sports massage? I mean, sports um, veterinarian uh, wellness exam done from your sports vet. Uh, let's see, maybe vaccines, what type, the date, your hay and feed um, quantity and type. Uh, your riding schedule, that's important. Um, your warm-up routine or key mental points. You might want to write down your training and competition bridles. You might want to write down the specifics of your farrier's shoes that he puts on. A lot of you don't even know. And sometimes you'll be like, hey, my horse is slipping out there. 
and all of a sudden your horse farrier went from a rim shoe to a keg shoe and that could very well be the reason why so you have to have a relationship with your farrier to know if you are not getting the traction you need or too much or if he changed the breakover things like that um you know the balance a balanced hoof matters you know if a horse no hoof no horse is very true um, you can add your supplements and things like that. So if you think winning is easy, you know, when you guys win, it should be celebrated because this is how much that goes into it, you know, and, and, and that's why, um, you know, there's just so much detail into what you put into this. So those are all things that I think are, are important to add to it. Um, but, you know, I do know this too, um, it, you know, life gets really hectic. Uh, a lot of you have a lot going on, jobs, school, homework, um, you know, you know, a lot of stuff going on, family. Um, so some of you will dedicate a ton of time to it and others won't be able to do as much. So what I would like to do is make a to-do list and I would like to treat my barrel racing just like I do a to-do list. You know, you have to, you know, clean the house, wash the truck, you have to do the laundry, you have to you know, clean the stalls, fill the water tanks. You have a to-do list of things. You have to go grocery shopping. You have to get diesel. You have, you know, you have your to-do list. Um, but make a to-do list when it comes to your horses as well. A list of maybe when you're going to ride your horse, when you're going to work out, you know, when you're going to compete. Um, you know, write down some goals, like what's going good and what you want to work on. Um, that big goal that you have for the end of the year, here we are halfway through the year. We're already August, um, so we're over halfway. Some of those goals aren't going to be met. I wrote down six goals for this year, and only four of mine are getting met so far, but that's okay. You know, we want to make bigger goals for ourselves than maybe what we can meet, and but we're going to still keep working towards those. But I look at them every so often and say, okay, is there something I can do every day to get myself to that goal? And some things are out of my control, so I don't worry about them. Some things are in my control, so I do focus on that. And each of you should have your own goals. And that's how you get a goal. That's how you reach a, a goal or have a dream come true is by not giving up and doing a little bit every single day towards it. Um, and bottom line is it doesn't matter how much you win. Um, just like I posted in the group today, it doesn't matter how much money or trophies you win. Um, what matters is that you love it and you're enjoying it. And uh, I think that's the bottom line. And some of you can enjoy it just going and, and you know, winning the 4D and just you and your horse having a pretty pattern. And that's awesome. And some of you want to win the 1D and, and Pro Rodeo. And that's awesome too. Everybody has their own dreams and goals. So when I talk to you, I'm talking to all of you, you know, and I, I love a 4D horse just as much as I love a 1D horse. You know, I will say this though. I get it when people were 1D and they don't want to run 3D or 4D again. And I get it, but I also get that horses age and they slow down and people age. And sometimes they slow down unless they just happen to keep up with their younger horse that they can keep up with. And that's good too. So so I think you honestly just have to look at where you are physically uh, and, and, you know, and be realistic, whether it's the age of your horse or your situation health-wise, you know, a lot of it's genetics. I've seen 20-year-old horses that can still clock in the high divisions and then other 20-year-old horses that are clocking in the lower divisions, and that's all right. So, um, 
like I said, it's just, it, 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 to me, I respect how people, you know, do things. Like we have one member, her horses are 3D and 4D, but she just treats them amazing. She does everything so awesome for them. And she's very consistent. And uh, we have lots of members like that, but one just popped up in my head. And, and, um, and I'm sure one day, one day she will buy herself or make herself a 1D, 2D horse, but she will still love her 3D and 4D horses just as much as many of you in the group will. So again, um, it's, you know, it is what it is, whatever makes you guys happy. That's what's important. And that's what I want to stress the most. Um, anyways, that I think I'll close up. It's about 40 minutes now. So my thought for now for everybody in the group is again, um, just work one week at a time and, and, um, you know, this week, be one thing you're proud of and one thing you want to work on, you know, and just do what I said about writing down those three strengths and those three things to work on for you and your horse and just pick one to focus on at a time. And that will be your personal best in your win. And we should have a whole lot of names on the August personal best drawing um, based on that alone. So if you break it down into more pieces, we already have 10 names, uh, lots from Florida, a couple and uh, one in Texas and one in Oklahoma. Uh, and I think New York too. So, um, so we should get some more personal best just by breaking it down. You guys, I want you to be proud of yourself for each personal best for each win for each goal knocked out. So I'm going to go ahead and close with that. And I want to say that confidence comes from being prepared. That can be anything from your riding during the week, having solid foundation on your horse, knowing how to warm your horse up, knowing how to pick Pick how you're going to run in a certain arena strategy, you know, long score, short score, barrels out in the open, barrels on the fence, um, what equipment you're going to want to use, all of that. That all is going to give you confidence and having smooth runs gives you confidence and then you build off of that. So um, try not to put too much pressure on yourself. That's really important because pressure just leads to really stiff riding and um you're not in the moment so the way that i always kept myself calm and when i would have my best runs i would take those deep breaths and i just try to be in the moment and just think about riding to my spots and as long as i did that things seemed to fall into order it's only when i tried to ride fast or put pressure on myself to you know win or this or that that things got kind of crazy so i just want to close with saying that i believe in all of you and I'm always going to be cheering for you. And I'm here for you. Mondays, I'm going to be a little bit slower to get back to you. Because I always have so many videos from the weekend. But um, but anyways, I am here for you. And I'll try to always be able to, to help you wherever I can. Um, but always be thankful and grateful. Because there is always more good than bad out there. So God bless everybody. And ride with heart. Thank you.